Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 433 from May 27th, 1997, with guest Stephen Baldwin. It's a Tuesday night show. This is Stephen's first appearance of the Classic Loveline Adam Carolla era. He returns to the show on January 13th, 2003, and January 19th, 2004, and there may be another lost episode in the official archive we don't have. Stephen is on the show, and it's Adam's birthday tonight, so Adam's birthday pie is in full effect. Stephen is very wound up and passes out Metrex bars and cigars. Uh, Dr. Drew tastes his first Metrex bar, and reaction is priceless. Stephen's there to plug a charity golf tournament for AIDS called Foreplay 97. And Stephen tells a story about meeting Steven Spielberg, which results in a drop that will be used for years to come. Lots of great calls, lots of great conversations, and there's even a surprise cameo from a frequent beloved guest calling in to wish Adam a happy birthday. As per usual, it's recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on current day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Make sure to check out the Podcast One app for iOS and Android devices. And if you'd like to follow more of my work, please check out superfangeo.com. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a podcastone.com production. Indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna write you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. I mean, yes, it is Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. And uh, tonight our guest is uh, Stephen Baldwin. Stephen, you know from uh, Threesome, Fled, The Usual Suspects. Now, there's a great movie. Biodome. All right, but The Usual Suspects. Now, there is a fantabulous movie. Anyway, uh, he will be in here uh, shortly. He's a uh, he's a big uh, philanthropist. This uh, Stephen Baldwin. He started this pool aid thing, which uh, started. Uh, I guess it was about I don't know, six years ago. Six right? years ago, yeah. and uh, now he's turning it into uh, foreplay, which is a golf tournament to benefit the same charity, which is uh, Age Project L.A. So uh, he'll talk a little about that, upcoming movies, and um, if he's ever seen uh, Kim Basinger naked when he comes in here. Uh, Now, before we get started on the show tonight, uh, let's give thanks where thanks are due. I want to thank Julie Kaminsky. She is the uh, sales representative at Kentwood Office Furniture. The best goddamn office furniture uh, outlet, a retailer in the uh, tri-state uh, counties. Or anywhere else in the continent. Or anywhere else in the continent. Uh, because Julie, who we'd spoken to on the phone, if you listen to the show uh, with any regularity, you know um, that I was very upset about the conditions we had to work in here. And uh, you, especially the chairs. I had a broken down old uh, rickety uh, chair. It was... Uh, Bicycle seat. It was the chair that uh, Whistler's mother sat on uh, 150 years ago when she was yes. being painted. And yes. she had to get up and walk around no. because her ass fell asleep no, every five you're, minutes. You're right. It's like something that the monks would use as a way of, of uh, creating 
Uh, yeah, inner. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Purging themselves of sin. <laughs> yeah, monk uh, Zebediah, uh, go sit on the chair and find your inner self. <laughs> right. that, and that's how your voice would sound after sitting on this chair. So uh, we begged, uh, we pleaded uh, for the uh, Westwood Two folks uh, to get off their asses and get us some facilities, uh, some chairs, some equipment. Uh, naturally, fell on deaf ears. Oh no! Well, they heard it. They heard enough to give Mike, uh, engineer Mike, crap in the hall. But that's as far as they went. Man, this company must be doing something with their money. What do you think they're doing with all the money they're saving on equipment? Uh, I'm guessing uh, they're buying a continent. <laughs> That's what I'm guessing uh, Westwood 2 is doing with all the money they're saving on equipment. All analog stuff. Oh, this is, it's great. It's great. This is, it is top of the line, but it's from the 50s. Uh, so I don't know where that puts it today. But the point is, is our listeners are so much better than our employers. Because Julie Kaminsky, who works at Kentwood Office Furniture, and I will plug this place until I'm blue in the face because I don't give a damn. Huh? Oh, yes. It's at uh, 700 North. What is that? Roll wing? Roll wing? R-O-H-L wing. Yeah. Roll wing road. In, uh, Let me see. All right, they got to move. <laughs> I don't know where Itasca, this place Illinois. Itasca, Illinois. And listen, I don't care if you live out in L.A. and you just need one folding chair. I want you to drive out to uh, Chicago or, I did, uh, I, I honestly or out did, to Itasca and pick up uh, one of these chairs. I, Drew, I, how happy is your I, ass I, right I, now? I did not know how miserable I was. I, did I not say that when I sat in here? Yes. That I couldn't believe it. Drew, I can't believe what I was sitting on before and what I've got now. It's unbelievable. Drew's uh, crack was grinning ear to ear. What? Are, we get to sit on that now. All right. Your hell is now our reality. Thank you. Okay. I could care less. They uh, were sitting on nicer chairs, I'm now realizing. I am just elated. Uh, these are beautiful chairs. Uh, so let me give uh, just a phone number here, Drew. The uh, 630 area code is 773-1110. And uh, ask for Julie, and you'll get your uh, 2% uh, Loveline discount over there. So we're elated. Uh, thank you, and uh, mahalo. And on your birthday. Oh, and on my birthday. What, a, what a fitting gift. Uh, the king now has a throne. Uh, Drew, how happy are you? I, I really, I, it's, okay. I'm you, upset because I didn't know how miserable I was until I sat on this chair. All right. Now, what does this teach you, Drew? That you were always right. That you will enlighten me further in my life. All right, but on that's, my road to happiness. That's a good angle, but it's not the one I'm looking for. Drew, you're a martyr. That's your problem in yeah, life. That's true. You sit back that's and true. take what people give you. It is true. And then once in a while, you spaz out over nothing. Yes. Has uh, anyone true. noticed that about Drew? Yes, yes. Uh, you tell him to sit on a uh, rusty uh, sprinkler key uh, for a year, he's fine. Um, you tell him uh, to do this, do that, go get this, go mm -hmm. get me that, yeah. he's fine. Then and once in a while, some station says, uh, we're just going to fly you and your wife out, and he, uh, he spazzes out. What? No kids? No nanny? Uh, this is absurd. I'll never do it. You got to pick your battles, Drew. That's true. All right, we're both elated. Our uh, cracks are happy. Everyone's happy, right? Stephen Baldwin, uh, he gets the crappy chair. Brooke, nineteen. Hi. Hey. Um. Okay, I kind of have a problem and a question. Um. Me and my boyfriend have been together about a year and a half. Hold on a second, Brooke. I'm not done with the chairs. 
Mike, I want these chairs uh, chained together, uh, rounded up, or spread with some sort of like a fecal mat or something where we can only... we I I don't want anyone from Westwood One using this chair. You're not going to urinate it, are you? I'll mark it any way I have to. Why don't you just buy yourself a minivan and take them with you at night? All right, don't don't wise off, Engineer Mike. I'm serious, Drew. I want to do something for, with these chairs. The last thing I want is Westwood Two uh, utilizing these chairs. I don't want to see Lycus's ass in this chair. I don't want any of the bigwigs sitting in this chair or your chair, Drew. These are our chairs. Westwood Two cannot use them. We must figure out something to do. I will chain these things to the soda machine if I have to. Uh-oh, I just kicked something in my side. <laughs> I just fell down four feet. Uh, that was God speaking. All right, no, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Where were we? Uh, Brooke, 19. Okay. Well, um, me and my boyfriend have been together about a year or a year and a half, and uh, we've been having sex for about eight or nine months, and I cannot have an orgasm. But I've been faking it for his pleasure. I Good guess. for you. You've made the ultimate sacrifice. <laughs> Is this your first partner? Uh, yeah. Uh, you need to find a way to be able to communicate more clearly with him. To not be able to, or, be, to not be able to have an orgasm with your first partner would be normal. Very few women are actually able to achieve that right off the bat. It takes a while. It's, a, it's sort of harder to operate than a, than a man. Yeah. Okay? Well, the thing is, we're engaged. I understand that. And but so in, if you really want this to be a gratifying relationship, part of it has to be real clear and regular communication about things like this. This would be one of the more easy things you guys have to learn to communicate as, as uh, communicate about as this relationship evolves. Yes, but she's dug herself an orgasm hole. I understand. Do you understand? It's embarrassing for her yes. and whatnot. But. She's been BSing for so many months now that uh, here, here's the way this is going to work. Um, honey, um, I want you to know that and she'll, she'll water it down a little bit. Um, I'm not having as many orgasms as... Uh, y you mean you didn't have three... Uh, you didn't have 33 orgasms last... Um, no, not exactly. What, did you just have, like, 10? Mm, uh, no. Oh, you didn't have one at all last night? Uh, keep going. Yeah. And then uh, the guy's just going to fall apart. And I don't want that to happen at all. I mean, I, right. I did it to myself. But the question was... Are you, have you been faking solid for eight months? Yeah. And how, how good a job have you been doing? I, I think it's been rather good. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I mean, he has no idea. What right. But he doesn't care either. I mean, no, he doesn't want to investigate. I don't want to, like, ruin it for him. Uh, you're not going to be ruining it for him. I mean, yes. He, he wants to know that, that you're... He is going to be shattered. Yes. And you know what he's going to do? He's going to say, uh, listen, uh, if I can't trust you on this, what can I trust you and on? I don't know what to believe she anymore. she has one, whether she's really having one or not, he's not going to believe her. That's yeah. right. I have an idea. Okay. Go, Ann. All right. Next time you have sex, uh -huh. don't have an orgasm. Uh -huh. And next few times, don't have an orgasm. And then when he says, what's wrong? Go, I don't know. You know, it's just not working for me. And then that'll open up the communication. He'll say, let's try this. And you can say, let's try this. And then that way you can get him to do what you really want him to do without having to say, you know, yeah. I've never had one with you before. And if he corners you, you do the old uh, say the word twice. Um, I've had an orgasm, just not an orgasm orgasm. No, just say, honey, I, I don't know, just not doing it for me like that anymore. I know, but then, see, that's abrupt. I mean, because she's been faking for eight months now. This yeah, guy, but, you know. It's all right. But saying, He's hey, gonna, I've yeah. never had one with you is going right. to devastate him. Oh, right. uh, but believe me, Anne, I'm no fan of the truth, and I'm not suggesting for a, a New York minute that she go there. 
Uh, frankly, I'm offended that you uh, asserted that I would. Does that make any sense, Drew? No. Thank Go you. Ahead. Uh, I'm saying there's somewhere in between telling him the truth, and uh, here's, here's what I think. I think you need to do what Anna's telling you to do, but you need something to trigger it, some event. Mm-hmm. Uh, pull a muscle, or uh, you, um, uh, you saw a body by the side of the freeway, or something, something. Concussion. Hit Concussion. That's right. Well, what my question was, is there... There's, I mean, is this just, like, normal? It is normal. You need to... Guys are no good at... So is uh, he going to get better? Is that the problem? No. Dan, help. He's never going to change if he thinks everything's fine. What Ann is saying is uh, Ponce de Leon would not look for the fountain of youth if he was, if he thought he, he was sitting on top yeah, of it. Yeah, he thinks what he's doing right now is wonderful because obviously you're having orgasms. So right. why change? Right. Hey, Ann, so, help, help her. She needs to learn how to, how to figure herself out here a little bit. Have you uh, had an orgasm on your own? Uh-uh. Have I had an orgasm on my own? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You have? Yeah. So you know how to please yourself? Yeah. Well, so all you have to do is show him. Well, Can you do that? I've, I've tried. She'd have to get her old boyfriend in the room, and that could be three. <laughs> do you have a vibrator? Do I have a vibrator? Yes, I do. Oh, you do? Well, I'll bring that in. Um, Come on, girl. And, uh, and have you had an orgasm with another man? Have I had an orgasm with another man? Uh, uh, I'm going yes. No. 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 Okay. This How? is like the first time relationship thing, you know. This is her for first partner, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Do you feel strange telling him what to do or showing him no, what feels I'm good? I'm totally comfortable with him. That's why I don't understand. Understand why? why? I'm not having an orgasm. All right, uh, get off of that. The point is, is you're not, and he's not doing anything to help because he thinks uh, he's already arrived. So, uh, listen to producer Ann. Uh, stop having them. I might wean him off of them. I don't know if I'd do it. Uh, I'd, I'd have half an orgasm, go down a quarter right. orgasm, and then and then go to no orgasm. Then tell him yeah, you don't know what's going on. Your woman uh, start talking about ovaries. His head'll explode, and you uh, he'll he'll not start know what fresh, he's doing. Yeah. You start fresh. Now you start involving the vibrator and other things that have worked for you in the past, and uh, everyone's happy. All right, uh, Drew. Uh, thank you, producer Ann. A very solid advice. Hi, Gail. Yeah, you're 44. Yeah. Uh, the question is, um, in 1986, I had a chemical exposure. I think I was, um, I think they sprayed around the neighborhood I was in. I got very sick. And uh, it took them about six years to figure out what was wrong with me. In the meantime, every time I tried to go out in a public place or be around perfumes or chemicals, I got very, very ill. And I fainted in public places and mm-hmm. a bunch of other miserable things. Uh-huh. What has happened recently is... Um, I gained a lot of weight as a result of, uh, they put me on cortisone and a bunch of other drugs. And I'm trying to lose the weight. But every time I do, one of three things happens. I either get, I start to re-experience the chemical reactions, my face gets flushed, I get raging headaches, terrible stomach aches. And now I'm dealing with what an inadvertent sex drive. It doesn't seem like a normal drive. It's sort of like wild horses, you know. Um. And it's not normal. It's sort of like excessive. And, you know, it's, I don't know what to do about it. I've gone to my doctors. I've asked. They've tried giving me drugs. Nothing, drugs make well, it worse. Uh, you have a man right now, Gal? No, I'm celibate. Oh, you are? Yeah. Why? Um, when I got sick in 86, I just, you know, I just couldn't. I was just too ill. And then it got worse and worse. And I just. Uh, listen, you can be in your deathbed, especially uh, as a woman, and still receive sex. It, not when you feel as sick as I did. I was really <clears> sick. Uh, ever abused as a child? Um, one time when I was about 10. Uh, Drew just wrote abused on the chalkboard. 
Drew, he's the amazing Kreskin. He, he, he's the amazing Drewskin. It's apt, he's the amazing Foreskin. <laughs> Uh, what has that got to do with this chemical exposure? I have no idea when well, you... Where's Drew? Is Drew when, there? Uh, I'll go get him. Drew? Have you ever been in a psychiatric hospital? No. Have you ever been on medication for uh, psychiatric disturbances? For what? For depression? No. Or for uh, any other psychiatric uh, purposes? Have I what? Any other psychiatric conditions you've taken medications for? No. I mean, it's it's. For, I was very sexually active prior to this happening. I mean, you know, I had my problems, as, you know, we all do, but it wasn't anything that really interfered. Let's go back in your life, Gail. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're 44, but mm-hmm. you're not so old that you can't remember. What uh, what happened with the abuse episode? Well, I think it wasn't the abuse that was so bad. It was just a, a cousin that, you know, attempted to have sex with me, and I ran to my aunt, and she denied me, you know, didn't believe me. Didn't believe you. Of course not. Mm, just like a lot of the doctors you talk to now don't believe you. Um, Fascinating. No, the doctors yes. believe me. I have well, that that's believe. what they say because they're, you know, punching the Medi-Cal card. But as soon as you leave. No, they've seen the reactions themselves. They're pretty extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Anyone else in the neighborhood suffer anything? Um, well, not at the place where I was, but they. But uh, I've met other people that have been through similar experiences. It's pretty. It's pretty physically awful. It's just. It's. I've never. Um, I've never been through anything. Well, what was it that they were spraying? Well, we don't know. I was in a, a building where they did a lot of um, uh, painting and stuff like that. They weren't ventilating properly. I started getting sick uh, there, and then uh-huh. it got progressively worse. Well. Because the show is about honesty and because we have a very limited amount of time, I will say this uh, through my experience. Uh, and, you've, and, and, and you've worked in a lot of close spaces with paint. Uh, right? You ever uh, heard of somebody listen. getting a chronic illness from that? Listen. It included uh, your di- diarrhea and vomiting and uh, mood disturbances and sexual drive disorder? Uh, listen, I work with like five... Uh, five. <laughs> Okay. Are you kidding? First of all, I'm going to die of cancer in about, about six months. Yeah, you might uh, I mean, cancer. You I worked underneath uh, uh, condemned uh, buildings doing earthquake rehab. I worked at a place where they just sprayed lacquer on shutters uh, 24-7 with no good filtration system, never used a mask, never used anything. Uh, and that's all I've, uh, I've ever worked with. Now, let me say, uh, some people are allergic to certain things. But when they investigate these people that are sort of um, allergic to the environment, uh, they usually find out. Uh, that it's uh, something more on the emotional than it is on the uh, physical level. Sure. I don't want to. Uh, um, I don't want to deny Gail her uh, injuries, but uh, damn, with this chair just slid down. <laughs> but uh, whenever they look in it, because it's like people say, uh, "I'm allergic to the plastics in the carpet. I'm allergic to the whatever in the wall coverings." I'm allergic. Right. Meanwhile, they'll suck oxygen out of a 20-foot plastic tube right. and be fine. Right. Uh, while drinking uh, some sort of vitamin compote out of a plastic straw in a plastic uh, tumbler. Right, right. It, no, this, they're, they're, I never trust these people. Well, but although there may be some allergic component and there may be something called bronchospasm where the airways get irritable, and so there might be some need for prednisone, uh, this, this is uh, always... This always has a psychiatric. Uh, a minute so into this, a it. minute into... Uh, 30 seconds into a call, Drew wrote on his little magic marker board here... Abused. A- abused. Yeah, I, I, the syndrome is so characteristic and it's just so and so reproducible. The the real the real disorder is a somatoform disorder with or without fibromyalgia, right. and it's a lot of repressed rage, a lot of very heavy issues that are coming up to the front here and uh, being being acted out and uh, sort of uh, expressed in these physical ways. Now, indeed, there may be some physical component, but the physical component is a tiny bit of the total picture. Thank you, uh, Desade. Oh, hello. 
yeah. Ah, you're 16. Yes. What, um, what's your name, Desaid? Yeah, Desaid. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, uh, oh, first and foremost, uh, happy birthday, Adam. Why, thank you. <laughs> and uh, I listen to Love Nine every night, and a quick question and statement for both of you before, uh, before the question. Uh, I love your sense of humor, Adam. You have sort of a, a mean sense of humor, and so do I, but then it's kind of like happy, too, so... Uh, I really like listening to the show. It's really great. And Dr. Drew, uh, I know you have to deal with a lot from Adam, but uh, I don't know. You could be a little lighter up and lose. Yes, I, I thoroughly agree, especially on my birthday. But I do respect your doctor's position and your great advice that you give to everybody. I'm glad somebody does to say it. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, uh, my, uh, my sort of problem, not really a question, is uh, I do drugs, <laughs> uh, mad drugs. I, I smoke bud. I drink alcohol, I've chipped on acid lots and lots of times. But, and my, oh, and my parents know about this, too. They, uh, they don't really like this. And, um, I mean, who, what parent would? But the thing is, I really don't do anything else. I, uh, I go to school every day. I do my work. I get it done. I'm on the AB honor roll. You know, teachers love me. What's your question for us? Uh, why are my parents like this? How can I get them to not, you know, be as... as let, let me, let me, you can talk to Emerson, but let me, let me talk as a parent for a second. All right. There, there'd be two things I would be concerned about. One is that you, you raise a child, you would take any bullet for that child, and all of a sudden at 15, 16, they're tracking, putting chemicals into their body that are known to damage their brain. That would kill me. It would kill me. I, I would do anything to get you to stop. The, the very organ in your body, your very essence of who you are, you were distorting, particularly LSD, <coughs> particularly at your age. It can be profound. It is horrifying as a parent to watch a child be destroyed. I, 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 I'd rather hear you were uh, uh, jumping off buildings with a parachute. And let me say this. Uh, even though I'm not a parent, let me speak as a black mother for just one moment. <laughs> uh, uh, listen, uh, you're pulling a, uh, you know, a, a chemical hat trick. I could understand if you were uh, smoking a little weed on occasion, uh, where you, if you're keeping up with your studies and whatnot, if you'd want them just to lighten up a little bit. But no, uh, I'm keeping up with my studies, and I smoke every day. Same, right, uh, same, but but the, listen, uh, listen, I've right. known plenty of people that uh, got hooked on cocaine that kept up with whatever they had to keep up with for a year. Before for uh, before they explode. And, and by the way, the drugs you're using, the the brain effects often don't manif manifest for eight or ten, five or ten years. Oh. You won't even know what you've done to yourself for ten years. Right, and they don't want they don't want to. It's uh, like uh, they don't want you to be 29 and uh, have your mom say to dad, uh, "Harry, it's your turn to change uh, Desaid's drool bucket. Get in there." It's horrifying, and and then to also recognize that there might this might be the beginning of an. Of, uh, of addiction, which is actually a lesser concern than the damage you might have done to yourself, which is, which is irreversible and, and devastating for a parent. All right, so uh, what is the answer? Uh, it's good that you're keeping up. It's a little bit of an um, abnormality that you're doing all these drugs and on the honor roll at school, but no, I'm no, guessing... That can, that can happen. I've seen that. doesn't go on forever. doesn't go on forever. How did I phrase it, Drew? Uh, this is a once-in-a-lifetime la uh, aberration, or what did I say? I said it's a little bit of an abnormality. All right, all right. Please. Uh, but I'm guessing uh, the grades will go down before you put the bong down. Yeah. And th that'll happen in another six or eight months, and then uh, it'll be a distant memory. Yeah. The, the uh, A's will turn to B's, B's to C's, and... Um, uh, 
D's uh, to violent crime. Nah. All right. D's to fails. Uh, fails to violent crime. Thank you, Drew. Uh, not so, with pot. All right. Not with the weed, but uh, he's doing the acid. He's drinking a lot, too. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so what is my point? I, I don't know, Drew. It's your birthday. Right. Uh, don't do so many drugs. It's my birthday. I shouldn't have to talk so much. All right. Uh, Stephen Baldwin. Uh, where is Stephen Baldwin, by the way? We didn't hear that. All right. But uh, what time did um, his publicist call? I mean, didn't he knows the show starts at 10, right? Yeah. He's seriously called four times. Oh, all right. Because didn't somebody call him at like... Steve is a very punctual fellow. Okay. All right. Chronically. Chronically on time. We're happy to have him here. All right. Ann, can we eat some pie now, please? Okay, Whatever. we'll be back. Hey, this is Greg Fitzsimmons, host of Fitzdog Radio, right here on Podcast One. Join me and my guests, people like Zach Galifianakis, John Hamm, Corolla, Hardwick Rogue, and everybody. Track my rage against middle age, Fitzdog Radio, on Podcast One. On the world famous This is Ken, Chris, and Jay from, from the Squirrel, Squirrel Nut Zippers, and, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and, and Dr. Drew. Yes, Drew's favorite song. I like this. Yeah, I know you do. Got real instruments and stuff. All right, I'm Adam Carolla. That is uh, Dr. Drew. Stephen Baldwin uh, should be here uh, whenever he uh, shows up. He'll uh, be here. Oh, he is here. Yeah, Lisa's giving me this. Uh, Lisa's giving me the look up at the monitor and uh, nod the head. Is that what that is? Yes, he is here. And uh, more importantly, pie is on the way as well. Birthday pie. Birthday pie. And as you know, um, it is a tradition in the Corolla family to serve pie instead of cake for all occasions. Oh, I've been to two weddings lately. That god-awful cake. That god-awful white, lardy, creamy, crappy, um, it's, you know, emblazoned uh, with some sort of uh, writing and some form of uh, caustic, sugary gel, and then the fake hard roses. Oh, that is just uh, uh, all you, uh, uh, the white trash out there just needs to gobble that stuff up and wash it down with some of that uh, sunny delight or Mountain Dew, and you'll be in your little uh, hog heaven. So we should have wedding pie. Pie, yes, and here's why pie gets a bad rap. How could you multi-layer it? Huh? And, and how could you make it pretty? And how could you multi-layer it? Look, we can we can we can put men on the moon. Right. We can uh, certainly we could put the uh, the scientists to work on some sort of uh, pie. Uh, there's got to be some sort of structural engineers w- willing to go to work on uh, on crust, for Christ's sake, and make a pie that will uh, sustain uh, the weight of the. Uh, you know, yeah, the pillars and the other pies and then the little, um, you know, uh, bride and groom and all that stuff. All right, Stephen Baldwin is here. And he brought food. Good. You're not interested in having any of my pie, are you, Stephen? I'll have your pie any day, Jack. <laughs> He's drunk and sunburned. No, don't say that. Don't all right. Say that. Where were I you? I've been drinking eight years, young man. Really? So respect me, goddammit. All right. Come over this, whatever this is, and... And 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 perform some act act of sodomy. Some act of some act of sodomy. Uh, what were you doing today? You're out in the sun. I was uh, golfing, actually. Oh hey, hey. yes. How you doing? Good. This is the first time I've looked at you. <laughs> <laughs> we were lovers in college. No, it was high school. Oh, I no, did. it was grammar school. I didn't want people to know how old we were. Hey, Doc. 
Hey, uh, now, now the reason uh, Stephen you know, was golfing. No, they've turned that mic has changed hands many times, but you and I are still here, Doc. That's right. I think it's going to change hands about eleven thirty too tonight. Look I think at this uh, giant turd I'm about to eat, man. Isn't this gross? What is that? That's a Metarex bar. Oh, please! That uh, that science food. So I can be pumped like Arnold. You look good. What are you What are you doing? Lifting a lot of weights? Yeah, I'm lifting weights. A lot of sex. You know. Right. A lot of metric parts. <laughs> right. Isn't that just... Look at how gnarly that is, bro. Yeah, you got to keep that out of the sun. Can I... Yeah. He's having to uh, peel that up like a uh, motorcyclist uh, off the 405. Uh, what, uh, <laughs> what What flavor is that? Fudge brownie. It can't be good for you. I know it tastes good. It's great for you. Really? All right. You know what I love about it? I don't even know if it's good for you, but I just love how it says... Engineered food. Yeah, but uh, to me, <laughs> that uh, sound cool, Doc. It's too. Uh, the person uh, that should be engineering food is God. It's too uh, Orwellian. If you want to engineer Ooh. food, uh, put some saltpeter into uh, the sunny delight, and let's straighten out this country once and for all. Can I have? Um, can I get a bottle of water? Can I? All right. Uh, hold on, Stephen. Make you, a pimpy request. This is, like uh, this is not snack time with Stephen. This is a very important uh, national sorry. radio show. I'm sorry. And you're here to plug your golf tournament. Yes, I'll stop eating. All right. Want now, a, you want a cigar? Yeah, I will. Uh, Do you like cigars? Yeah. Are we allowed to smoke? We can't smoke them in here. <clears throat> we'll so it's metric bars and cigars. <laughs> hey, if you let me have a cigar, Adam, we can smoke them in here. Right. Okay. Engineer Mike wants a cigar. All right, check this out now. And then that's fine. All right, now, I only have one to give away. No, I have two to give away. And give Drew the good no, one, because okay, Drew's okay. into the good one. I'm okay. Thank you very much. You, you. All right, I'm going to go ahead with the plugging here. Yeah, she is. I'm and I owe her one kick in the butt because she told me your studio was west of the 405. And my publicist told me your studio was west of the 405. Isn't this great? We have like a whole like like entourage of like intellectuals running your operation here. Your publicist like to uh, <laughs> gesture you. Intellectuals. Um, um, so, so who's the serious cigar smoker? You or Drew? Uh, Drew enjoys a cigar more than I. How often do you smoke them? Mm, once a month. He's a doctor. What are, I can't be talking about. I'm worried they're harmful. No, I can't see anyone over there. Who, who, who said Mike? The engineer. engineer Mike wants one. How often do you, does he smoke them? He uh, smokes some. Well, well, listen. When he when, when the bong isn't in the way, he's got a cigar in his mouth. That's the only thing that slows him down. All right, bro, this is a Partagas D-Series, ranked in the world oh. number four right here. That's $38 in my hand, oh. Jack. Really? Yeah. True. You know the Partagas? Yeah. Okay, so I that goes in. Right. Homie, you're a doctor, so you can't smoke a lot. This is a little Fuente. Very rare. Very tough to get. Very nice. A little sport model. Yeah. A little butt plug model. You got like a Tipperillo or something? I like something with a plastic <laughs> tip. <laughs> Yeah. I like something I can that chew on for a genius. long time. <laughs> that was genius. Oh, boy. You're in for a thrill ride tonight, <laughs> Stephen, because I got a million of those. <laughs> All right. Listen, Stephen, please, please let me get down to some business here. Yeah. Uh, you got this uh, golf tournament that's coming up. Yes, it sir. is uh, four play 97. Now, is this in place of doing the, uh, the uh, pool aid? Well, you know what? The pool aid is a billiards tournament. Right. It has had a very successful five-year run. We maxed out uh, the Hollywood Athletic Club the last two years in a row. Right. It's always a big event, especially if you're uh, living out here in Los Angeles. You always hear about it. And uh, and the lovely folks at APLA decided, you know, hey, you and Jason are into golf. Why don't you? Why don't we flip? You know, switch it over. Right. We're undecided about what's going to happen with the billiards tournament. It's it's such a cool thing. 
right. that we may continue to do that either in addition to the golf tournament or something. We, we're just trying to, like, give that a rest for a year. Why don't you give it to another Baldwin? Uh, I mean, that's uh, possible. Alex probably too busy. Billy maybe. Uh, what's the fourth? Uh, Dano. 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 Yeah, give it to Dano. Let him take care of it. No. <laughs> it's okay. my pool. Tournament. I wanted to keep it in the family, yet free you up to go out and uh, do other endeavors, I philanthropic and otherwise. Up, babe. I don't need to be freed up. All right. All right. I'm just, that uh, pimpy that I can do both. I'm just here to make suggestions. All right, so the tournament takes place uh, Monday, June 23rd. I'll try this. Yeah, try try, try some of that engineered sure. food, and uh, then see if you can engineer a uh, fart. And uh, that is uh, that is Monday. That is 10 o'clock, and where does it take place? It's at the... Braemar Country Club in Tarzana. Right. Now, how do you get involved with this, if you're Now, interested? the thing that your listeners should know, I'm sure demographically what I'm about to say is quite logical. Your listeners should know that there's going to be a lot of fun celebrities coming out to play golf. Right. To benefit AIDS Project Los Angeles. We're going to have Bud Girls. We're going to have MTV. You have the Playmate. We're going to uh, have Playmates. Golf team. So any of you young little hoodlums out there. Oh, my God. That would like. Ah, yes. You. There's now engineered the food. Yes. You guys are vomitous. It's my birthday. I mean, I'm eating pie. Is this your birthday? Yes. Thank so, you. So what sign are you? I'm a Gemini. But My birthday was May 12th. Oh, really? What is your age? I'm 33. <gasps> you got me, pal. How old are you? 31. Oh, all right. We can still children? hang out. Eight? No, I don't have any kids. I know you have I kids. I got gotcha. you. I know, but you could lend me one a year or so in case I was trying to impress a woman. Are they well-behaved? I don't think so. All right, but we could hang out a little, couldn't we? Look at you guys. You're sitting here with apple pie, pumpkin pie. Yes, and you're, and you're eating no, engineered uh, crap. I jumped uh, to get the what taste happened? of that metrics bar out of my mouth. <laughs> That was like chewing on vitamins. <laughs> All right, please. The command is sponsored by the company. It's eight bucks for one of those bars, Drew. Your, um. your bite was buck uh, seventy-five. So please don't criticize. All right, listen. We have to go to break. Anyway, uh, I well, want to finish that thought, please, quickly. All right, all right and then you can quickly, go to break. Go ahead. But a lot of the kids that are out there listening, it's a great cause. It's AIDS Project Los Angeles. It does a lot of in-house work with with patients, uh, people suffering from AIDS virus. Brings them groceries, takes them shopping, drives them around, helps them very, very hands-on organization. That's why we like them. And if you want to come out, and you can pay to like come out on the course and, right. watch, and watch a lot of kooky celebrities having a good time for yeah. a great cause. And it's not like uh, it's um, Bob Hope's uh, chauffeur and one of his riders from the old series is going to be teeing off. It's Who's a bunch of playmates and stuff. Right. It's a bunch of young, uh, wild, crazy people uh, who are going to be uh, smacking those balls all over the so place. So check this I'm out. Sure. I've, I've printed very Pimply here on this card for tickets to buy into the tournament and for updated event information, please call 213-993-1335. Again, the number is 213-993-1335. All right. Uh, sold like a true pimp. And uh, we will Thank talk you. more about the tournament and we will uh, get to more calls and talk to uh, Stephen about upcoming projects after this. Thank you. Goodness, football season is finally here. And no matter what you're into, we've got you covered. We've got the self-titled Ross Tucker Football Podcast. If you want to know what's going on in the NFL, we've got the Fantasy Feast. If you want to make sure you are best prepared for your fantasy team this year. Or how about the Even Money Podcast for those of you that like to wager on the game. Available now. Available now. At podcast1.com. That's podcast1.com. 
Stephen Baldwin is here tonight um, talking about his uh, many philanthropic endeavors, uh, mainly foreplay, which is a uh, golf tournament that aids uh, AIDS Project uh, L.A. Lots of celebrities, uh, playmates, and uh, the likes teeing off in, uh, is it in Encino? Tarzana. Tarzana, uh, right next to Encino. If you if you Close can, if you got a good driver, you could get it into uh, Encino. <laughs> All right, let's uh, get some calls. Uh, Kathy, twenty eight. Um, hi, Adam. Hi, Doctor Drew. Uh, hi, Stephen. Hey. Um, I had a question that's directed to um, the both of you concerning um, addiction. Mm-hmm. And um, what you were talking about a clinical definition, um, like last week with the um, sneaker pimps, Doctor Drew. Yeah. And, um, what a pleasant experience that yeah, was. Yeah, well, it was such good radio because um, you guys really got into it, so I really didn't hear what your um, explanation definition was. definition is, uh, the, the broadest definition would be a, a disorder, a disease, with a genetic biological basis, in which the hallmark is progressive use and or preoccupation in the face of adverse consequences. Mm-hmm. An adverse consequence would be problems at health, problems at school, work, relationships, finance, legal uh, I think that's everything, and well, then some component of denial. Okay, so well, really, if, if you are if you are having consequences as a result of your relationship to a su- substance, and there's some momentum with that relationship, and oh by the way, there's alcoholism in your family, that's addiction. Well, let's relive a little that uh, sneaker pimp uh, debate that uh, <laughs> happened uh, just last week, in which uh, Liam from the sneaker pimps uh, got up and left drunk at uh, 11:30 on foot, uh, heading uh, who knows what direction, and we still haven't found out what happened to him. All we know is they had a gig uh, the following day in Arizona. Yeah, Dr. Drew was pretty hot. Yeah, well, don't <laughs> F around with Drew when it comes to addiction. Uh, Engineer Mike, do you uh, have any of that? Or we need a little... What was that? Did you hear that? No. <laughs> Every time Engineer Mike turns on his mic to talk, everyone yells at the same time, and it uh, it just basically, it's like the floor of the stock exchange in there. Although, if I tell a joke and you turn the mic on, you hear the crickets. <laughs> All right. So, uh, did you did you answer her question? She didn't ask a question. Oh. No, I didn't really ask the question yet. My my question is, what is the difference between abuse and like alcohol uh, abuse? Abuse is yeah, uh, abuse of any drug uh, can be harmful, but it won't progress, and there's no family history there. Okay, so there has to be a family history. As well, well it doesn't have to be. About ninety percent plus of addictions have some form of family history there. It uh, doesn't have to be there. All right, let's uh, let's uh, take a trip back uh, in memory lane here to uh, last week with the sme- sne- <laughs> the sneaker pimps and hear what uh, Drew had to say to Liam. Well, this is this is off the air. Right. Okay, uh, boys. Stop it. The definitions. Are you going to keep going on? Yeah. If you're going to rib me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should I do it with the microphone? Yeah. Do it afterwards. What are you going on? Really? No, we I'm not. I'm not being anything. I'm not trying to be anything. You. All right, uh, that was not the argument between Drew and Liam. That was the uh, off-air argument that Engineer Mike captured when we were uh, trying to get liners out of them and uh, just before Liam picked up and left. Uh, Stephen Baldwin uh, tonight is here for the uh, duration of the show, aren't you, Stephen? You are correct, sir. <clears throat> You're not going to get up and go anywhere. You're having too good a time. Absolutely not. I'm, I'm just proud to be a member of this production. Thank you. Finally, some respect from a guest. Leslie, 19. Hello? Hey. Oh, um, hi. Um, happy birthday, Adam. 
Thank you. Oh, happy and birthday, Adam. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. You know, we miss Did Stevens. Did I say that? Stevens was the 12th. He's a uh, Taurus. Hung like a bull. I mean, no! <laughs> Sorry, you were saying? What's your question, miss? Oh, okay. I was wondering, does multiple facial piercings cause brain damage? Uh, it depends how deep they go. Uh, what do you mean? Well, if they uh, pierce uh, your skull, they cause, I, I'd they imagine. They cause facial mutilation. Well, I heard that, like, um, the way, if, if you pierce it, like, you can hit nerves. Yes, facial facial nerves, sure. And Cranial it nerve. cause brain damage. Mm. If, uh, if infection develops, sure. You can take on the appearance of someone who has brain damage, but I don't know if it's actually going to affect your reasoning. I usually never do this, but... What? Yeah. I, that's what I think she's... Sorry a second. If infection is caused, it can cause brain damage? You mean like... Well, the infection can ascend into the, into the brain, cause meningitis and abscesses and things. And yeah, but what thing. kind of an infection? Like gangrene? No, no. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. A it, little, little infection. It, it can, it can. Uh, uh, infections in the head and neck can, can become rip roaring in a few hours. I mean, they I can, affect your brain. Yeah. Uh, listen. What do you think the one of the leading causes of meningitis is? Piercings. Ear infection. Uh-huh. It, get, it gets right in. I mean, this is proximity to Stephen. It, there's, there's not much distance Stephen, for infection uh, to travel. Hey, I'm just a schmuck from Long Island. Island yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't I'm just a weenie actor from Long Island, Jack. And, uh, but the, I think what she's referring to in actuality, I've never heard of anything like this actually happening, as a matter of fact, though. So what she's probably referring to is the fact that people can get facial nerve injuries and make it paralysis of part of their face, and that makes it look like there's brain damage, but it's not really a brain issue. It's a cool. peripheral nerve issue. What do you, uh, what, what, do you want a piercing, Leslie? No, I have 16. Uh. In your face? Yeah. Where? Really? Where? Well, well, most of them are in my ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's not your face. Yeah, but, but I like... Do you have any, like, through your eyebrow? Head. In your eyebrows? Yeah, I've got one there. How about your schnoz? My nose? Yeah. Yeah. Your tongue? Yeah. Lips? Yeah. Cheek? No. Neck? No. Forehead? No. My ears. So you just got a lot in your ears? Yeah. So you only stand to like look like Dumbo when you're 90? No. No, but like, um, I was a... How old are you? Huh? How Nin- old are 19. you? 19. So you got that pimpy little high-tech thing. What, what's going on with you? Right, and then my my experience with people who do heavy piercing is uh, a sign of some kind of an abuse. Well, who do you oh, hate more, usually, your mom or your dad? Um, nobody. Usually physical abuse in this kind of situation. What went on with you? Nothing. Nobody ever raised a hand to you ever. No. Never. No. And uh, you love your mom and your dad very much. Oh, well, I don't know my dad. Oh, okay. How about your mom? Uh, I live with my mom. How come you don't know your dad? He just left. How long ago? When I was three. Mm-hmm. You were three. Yeah. Did you have a stepdad? No. So mom never uh, got back together with a guy? No. All right. So it's just you and your mom? Yeah. Did she ever have guys? And my grandma. Ha- and your grandma? Yeah. All living together? Yeah. Did your grandma have piercings? No. All right. What she are they? She has a tattoo. She has a tattoo? Grandma. <laughs> Grandma's got a tattoo of neck and dirt. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a tune. Right. There's a tune there somewhere. Was uh, was, she, was she on a destroyer in World War II, or what? Uh, where'd she get the tat? She's got a battleship. Oh, it's, just, it's just some guy's name. Really? Yeah. That's love. Yeah. Uh, what is grandma maybe thirty-eight. Yeah. How old is Grandma? She's sixty-two. Okay. I love it, dude. What's Where, her number? Where's the guy with the name? The I gra- don't know. Oh, he's not maybe around. He's dead. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. 
All right, so Leslie, you want to get more piercings? Yeah. Yeah. Where? That's... Where? Like, I don't know, another one of my nose? Mm-hmm. Like, another one of my tongue? Have right, ever... because right now Have you're almost that? unemployable. <laughs> but you're not going to be happy until even a video store <laughs> well, won't employ you. You have a job. Yes. Which, at what video store? <laughs> I'm a radio DJ. Oh, that's perfect. All right, then all bets are off. What? Really? Your yeah. voice is worse than mine. How can you work in radio? I just do. Okay. Okay. I love that. All right. All right. Well, Leslie, if you're in radio, all bets are off. Uh, continue with the piercings. Oh. You'll not suffer any uh, permanent brain damage. wrong, so I won't have any permanent damage to my head? You, oh, you can uh, dissolve the cartilage in your ear and nose. Sure, you can have deformities. But, uh, you know, these are relatively... Oh, true. you're just jealous. You can get... Uh, they can accidentally nick the artery in the tongue when they put one of those tongue piercings in, and it can swell up to the size of a grapefruit and occlude your airway. That can happen. These things can happen. Oh, tracheotomy, no problem. Yeah, or you could be uh, taking off a, a turtleneck in a hurry one night and just have to have a, a team of firemen come in with the jaws of life to uh, extricate you from your sweater. It just seems like a dumb idea. I, I you know, tracheotomy, I, bro. I hate to pass judgment. Radar, radar did it with a big pen, so can you. Don't worry about it. And I think that was Alan Alda that performed the actual tracheotomy. I thought but. it was Radar that smacked that sucker in there. Or uh, maybe he just found the. It pen. was a good episode of Mash. Either way, right. I, I do remember that all one. Right, all right. Uh, Brooked, 17, you're on with Stephen Baldwin. Yeah, hi. Hey. Um, long time listener, first time caller. Thank you. Um, I cut myself. I haven't been recently. I've done it for about a week. My boyfriend just recently broke up with me. And, uh, I'm still living with him. Ugh. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, well, You're 17, uh, why are you living? I'm trying to get a job to get my own apartment, because my mom won't let me come back and live in the house. Why? Why won't you let... You live with her? Um, uh, she was upset that I moved out in the first place. Why did you move out? Because I wanted to live with him. How old is he? He's 24. Mm. Uh-huh. And why uh, didn't things work out with this guy? He said I had a low self-esteem, and I don't know. that he, 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 That was his reason then, and then his reason now is that... I can see this guy. Uh, you have low self-esteem, and uh, while you're in the kitchen, give me another beer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he also said... um. He changed it uh, after I asked him. I asked him a couple weeks later, and he said it's because personality differences. Really? Yes. And, and did you ever cut on yourself before this? Oh, no, no. It's no. like on my hand, but I mean... Taking a knife and cutting on your forearm. People, young people do that, or people do that as a way... Oh, it's all the rage. Stephen, you're, uh, you, you've, you've been, out of you've been running with those Hollywood types too long. You don't know what it's like to be out in the streets here. But, but, but I'm a little... What, what does that mean? Taking a knife uh, and cutting yourself. Cutting. So she deliberately took some instrument and, and opened herself. her flesh. Yes. Yes. And people do that as a way of, usually it's not an attempt to commit suicide in this kind of setting. I it's used usually, to do that. It's usually a way of releasing tension. Did or, you? Of, um, yeah, but I, I didn't say it in such simple terms. Well, what happened with you? Well, I was hammered, dude. So, right. I mean, it's like a long I mean, story. you're like high on drugs? Something but, I mean, like Were you that. trying to kill yourself or hurt yourself? No, I was in a taxi cab with my friend Josh, and we were, like, wasted, and I just took out a knife and started cutting myself through my jeans. Just, yeah, but that, But laughing about it, it was more like of a... It was more like a Sid Vicious kind of episode. Yeah, but that's like a little different. That's sort of loaded machismo... Yeah. Uh, testosterone and then I cut his driven. Life, which was really cool. You should yeah. have seen the look on his face. Yeah, guys guys do that kind of stuff where you... Uh, so, wait a second. So, so, what's your name? Brooke. Brooke. And you're 17? Yeah. Okay. And it's the first time you've ever cut yourself? Yeah. All okay. right. Where did you cut yourself? Um, like my hands, on the top of my hands. Oh. Uh. 
With with what did you do it? A razor blade. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Never. Yeah. No one ever cuts on the small. Did of their you bleed? No. Yeah. I've seen on the legs and the abdomen though. Right, right, right. All right. So where's the boyfriend now? Is he working? Uh, yeah. Where does he, where does he work? Um, for uh, oh god. Let's, I let's get down to the real brass tacks huh? here. What happened to your dad? Where's your dad? Where's my dad? Yeah. My real dad lives in California. And when did he? Florida. How old were you when he left? Uh, real little, like one. And and how about the stepdad? He's a real jerk. Yeah. What did he do to you? Um, he just he's hit me a couple times. And. And that's about it. Did you were you abused by somebody else after that too? Uh no. Never raped or anything? No. Okay. Just this twenty four year old now is abusing her. Well, yeah, he dumped me and just real upsetting, I guess. Yeah. Uh I, I think you need to get back in with your mom. I know you burnt a serious bridge there. Where is your mom? I'd like to talk to her. Can we get hold of her? No. Why not? Because she was late. Yeah, but I mean this is your life we're talking about here. Yeah. But I mean, I, I talk to my mom and all, you know, and she's, she's, we've been talking about letting me come back. So, I mean, it's... That would be a smart, that would be a good thing. Uh, tell her you understand. Uh, listen, Brooke. Yeah. And we got about 20 seconds. So, this, let me tell you how to handle your mom. Okay. Listen, uh, you tell her um, you're sorry for the pain you put her through. You thought you were an adult. You're not an adult. You're still her child. Yeah. You know you've had some differences, but she loves you. You love her. Uh, let's not turn this into some kind of rift that is going to haunt us uh, our entire life so that we both hate each other well into our 40s. And I don't want to ruin my kid's uh, life because I have a horrible relationship with you. Let's just patch things up, uh, get it together, and uh, I will be out soon enough, and I will be on my best behavior during the time I'm uh, back home. And no more cutting. Here's Loveline. Hey, Dr. Drew. Yeah, Mike. I pretty much, uh, look, I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. Oh, and, seriously? Uh, now all I do is go to Amazon. Uh, yeah, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon. And if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate relationship with, with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at zero cost to you, Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are for- you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast One where you can find the Loveline podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the UK. It makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is podcastone.com. Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible. Yeah. This is Radio Station. KROQFM, Pasadena, Los Angeles. The world famous K Rock. Like What's that? That was that. What was that music? Yeah, I don't know. Who was that? Is that the official like? Was that the, the was that the Dust Brothers? What the hell, what the hell was that? Chemical Brothers. Uh, the Chemical Brothers. That, uh, I know it was that, some that brothers. thing that was just going boom, boom. Boom. Like oh, that? that? I don't know what it is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just that, dude. That's, no, like, we, we that's can, sexy. We can put that on a cassette. I could, I could bone to that, E. Uh, you could bone to uh, the theme from Schindler's List, I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> no, no, I couldn't. I bet you could. I could, I could bone to the uh, tune that was the end credits of Schindler's. Right. But not the theme. I don't know what the theme was, but I was just using and a And then like the, the underscore when that kid was in the sewer. 
Right. That I could really get into. Uh, maybe just get like a hand job during that scene because you are very sensitive. Adam! Uh, it is Stephen Baldwin who is here tonight talking about... That's not uh, funny. I'm plugging. Hold on. Foreplay here is uh, Monday. That is uh, June 23rd at uh, Braemar Country Club in Tarzana, 10 a.m. And uh, this is where a bunch of celebrities and, um, like I said, it's not the uh, Bob Hope type uh, golf tournament. These are uh, young celebrities, playmates and uh, everyone else getting together and uh, teeing and, off for a good cause. And bud chicks. Oh, and bud chicks. 213-993-1335. And it's just... Uh, See, that? I just memorized that. How did, did, you... I, did I do it right? No. Cheryl's... I don't have anything in front of me. I'm nose up against yes. the glass if I did it right. Yeah. And she put her ear against it. Okay. All right. Now, um, 213-993-1335. She keeps giving you this greeting. It's amazing. Is, uh, is, uh, is the ticket phone number hotline bat phone info pimp daddy line phone. And this is an offshoot of uh, Pool Aid, which you well, started five years ago. I don't know. I wouldn't say that. I'd well, say this is a whole another new thing. It benefits the same cause. This so. is Hollywood, bro. You gotta like, you gotta like, act like it's some whole new thing, <laughs> right? <coughs> like uh, the Lost World is not Jurassic Park two. It's uh, the Lost World. Exactly. Uh, something totally different. Has survived. Well, let's talk about movies. Isn't that retarded? That like eighty-seven point five million dollars. In four days, my uh, good man. Fled made that. Want to hear a funny day. Steven Spielberg story? Yes. Okay, so I'm there meeting Steven Spielberg and the writer of The Lost World mm -hmm. for The Lost World. I go in and I meet Steven Spielberg. Michael Crichton? No, that's the writer of the book. The writer of the screenplay right. is some cat whose name escapes me now. How long ago? I'll probably never get another gig with him. When just is like this? I didn't get that one. This was I don't know, a while ago. Was it a year ago? No, less than that. Okay. Like nine months. But before they made the movie. Yes. Okay. And I, I come in, I go up to uh, Mr. Spielberg's offices. Kept me waiting 45 minutes, but you know, hey, he's Steven Spielberg. And, uh, and I wait an hour and 45 minutes for him because he's so sexy. Um, and I'm sitting there and, and there's... I haven't Mr. seen Paul Lynn done in a long time. And there's... <laughs> Paul Lynn has not been done when in a I was long a kid. Time. I used to do an impersonation of Paul Lynn. Give me a little Paul from Lynn. the Hollywood Squares. Uh, let's go do uh, X uh, to block. Uh, uh, and he, the, and he'd go like this. He'd go, <laughs> "It's a baggie." <laughs> Paul, uh, what do you do with a lady finger? You say, "Ignore it and keep on driving." <laughs> Ignore it and keep on driving. <laughs> Pretty good, huh? That was great. That's not a bad Paul Lynn. And I did a hell of a Peter Marshall there, Thanks, I baby. think. Anyway, me, Stevie Spielberg, and the Pimpy Writer. Pimpy Writer was the writer on Twister. So I'm crapping a pickle, and All I'm right. sitting there going, Steve, yeah, babe, love you, babe, yeah. And he goes, my wife loved The Usual Suspects. And I said, oh, cool. Wondering subliminally what he's really trying to say. But anyway, um, i got to be careful here. Yes. We're talking about God. Yeah. And... Uh, <clears throat> He turns around and uh, and I say, "Hey, did you see the poster outside here near the studio of Twister, which was like just a big white sign that said Twister with like a tire sticking out of it and like right. all this cool? It was the coolest billboard I'd ever seen." And the writer says, "Yes, well, uh, I wrote that movie." And they said, "Oh, cool." And Spielberg says, "Isn't that funny?" And we both kind of look at him and he goes, "Isn't it funny that Twister will come out?" And I hold the three reigning weekend box office records. 
and your movie that you worked on that you wrote will come out and probably take it away from me. And now we're working together on The Lost World, and right back on Labor Day of the following year, we'll get it right back. So he's like a uh, Jewish Nostradamus. No, but no, but it's like I'm sitting there listening to Steven Spielberg like banter about the weekend world international box office record. So like like there I am like Was I mean it? I mean talk to me about like, you know, world hunger. No, right. talk to me about like, you know, the most stolen bases in the major league. You know, don't talk to me about the fact that you're going to make right. 87 right. million dollars in right. 4 days. Right. Well, and, and I said that to him. I said, you know, I never thought I'd get to this table. But he, I he, said right to his face. I said, you know, if you'd have told me ten years ago that I'd be sitting like listening to like somebody banter back and forth about some like major league stolen bases record, I'd believe you. But not Steve Spielberg and the writer of Twister arguing about the weekend box office record. You should have met. What with, is that? You should have hooked How up with. How cool uh, is that? Maury Wells. How cool is that guy to like so casually turn around and say, "Isn't that funny that you, we're working together and your movie will probably take it away from me and right back there on whatever weekend I'll get it back." No, uh, let me let me just bring it back <laughs> that to our guy thing. is cool. All right, hold on. Put that on a card, Engineer Mike. We'll use that uh, at an upcoming shows. That now, listen, is so I, awesome. Uh, I, went, I wish everyone could see Stephen now. He has a, uh, he has a vein uh, the, the size of a tree trunk coming out of his forehead. I've, I've never seen. That's huge, dude. I know. I, listen, I, I can't even imagine talking to a guy like Spielberg. For me, hearing you talk about Spielberg is going to be my story. And then I saw the making of Jurassic recently. Oh, you on did? On some cable thing. And they have this like go motion animation kind of like this how the how the dinosaurs move in Jurassic Park the first one right is some like groundbreaking new technology blah 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 because right. it wasn't real enough for Steve he's like you know like when something moves by you very quickly Did he's, you? he said when something he says anything when something moves by moves by you very quickly there's like a slight kind of like momentary blur to the subconscious to the this to the I'm like who cares Did you did you see the film I saw the After making of this. Yeah, but did you see the, the Lost, uh, Lost World? World? Yes. No, not yet. No. <laughs> I'm too busy promoting my fabulous golf tournament foreplay. All right, and we will also promote that as we go along. Ford. Yeah. You're 21. You're yeah. on Love Line with the uh, elated Stephen Baldwin. Hey, what's up? I, I need to catch my breath. Yeah, all right, I'll handle this. Don't worry. Go all ahead. right, I got, Ford. A, girl I got yes. a girlfriend I've been seeing for about five years now. Where are you from, Ford? I'm from Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. How you doing? All right. All right. So you got a girlfriend you've been seeing for a while. I thought you were tired. <laughs> no, I've been seeing her for about five years now, and uh, I've had four affairs with her, and she's mm. had one affair with me. Mm. What does that mean? The cheating. Ah, okay. And he's cheating more. Uh, the term one is a, more. He's had them on her, not uh, with her. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, are you doing that safely? Uh, yeah, uh, it, no. so and so. <laughs> no. Okay, you use, like, what, half a condom? Uh, What not. does that mean? You just put the condom around your nuts? What does so-so uh, no, mean? I've only used one condom, and that's been one of those exotic ones with, you know, the things that... But he's, he's used it, why, why he's used it you, five wait, times. Wait, wait, first of all, why aren't you practicing safe sex? What's that? Why aren't you practicing safe sex? Well, because this is the girl that I've had sex with. When what I about the five other had. girls? What's that? What about the five other girls? Uh, no, I didn't. Why practice. don't you practice safe sex with these people? Oh, because I've just been accustomed not to, and 
Why these are not these are not even he's not even giving us an excuse. It's hard to teach an old penis new tricks, Drew. I think is uh, what Ford is saying. Ford would like to, but hey, Ford, his uh, Ford. penis bitterly protests. Ford, how old are you? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Where, where were you born? Um, in Maryland. In Maryland. Where do you reside now? Uh, in Maryland. Uh, Stephen, I, I don't want to uh, interrupt here, but we did go over the Maryland thing. Forge from Maryland. Right. On the eastern shore do they, of Maryland. Do they, do they sell condoms in Maryland? Uh... Yes, they do. Oh, they do now. Oh, yeah. That must be, just be the last couple of months. Well, Maryland has some of those weird laws. I was out in Baltimore just a few weeks ago, and I couldn't find a condom. But I guess uh, they've now they've airlifted them in. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right, Ford. So, what is your question besides um, b- besides um, what is your question? All right, my question is that some um, some, some states. You know, I've seen this girl. I mean, I, she's she's pretty much my first, and uh, you know, um, we've been together for about five years now. So I saw her when I was about 15, and uh, you know we're very best of friends, and we've gotten all—I mean, we've gotten over all these uh, these uh, incidences. Yeah, and, uh, you I was think she has? If it should be a good thing or a bad thing. It's a that, bad thing that you're still together. Yes, we're still together. I, I think it's a bad thing. It's a, you know we really can't tell you accurately because we we can't live your relationships for you. But in general. These relationships that start at 16 need to break apart so you can individuate and explore your relationships with other people wholeheartedly. Find out who you are, what you need from a relationship. And if then you want to get back together, fine. But don't don't uh, drag each other through this pain. Right. L- you know, deal with the loss of this relationship. It's always <clears throat> the hardest to leave the first love. Hey, Ford, you there? Yeah. Let me ask you something. Do you know what AIDS is? Oh, yeah, I know what that is. You do know what that is? Oh, yeah, do you, I've heard of do, it. You, do you know how you get it? Uh, yes, I do. Oh, okay. Can can I make a suggestion to you? Suggest. Yeah, it's Ford. Can I make a really deadly, seriously suggestion to you? Uh huh. It's guys like you that are the reason I'm having the benefit that I'm having on June 23rd. It's so that I can get in front of a television camera and tell guys like you that you're dumb. And that, dumb. And the, yeah, and you know what? That that if you think. You can run around and be 21 and young and get laid and not run the risk of getting AIDS. You're dumb. Or, or another sexually transmitted disease. I mean, Ford? They're substantial. Ford? All right. No, I don't, I don't, are you there? Yes, he is. I don't mean to insult you, homie, but you know what? I don't mean to insult you, but I just want to tell you something. You're playing a game, and it's not a very smart one. I understand that, but the, the, the area I live in is very rural, it, and... Um, it doesn't matter, bro. And, I mean... It, All right, I listen, Ford, and don't argue with... What, this is one of the Baldwins. Do you understand? <laughs> uh, this guy was, uh, a mere eight months ago, was uh, being spat upon by uh, Spielberg, who was telling him how much he was going to make uh, in the next uh, Labor Day release. So do not question one of the Baldwins, any no, no, of them. No, 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 but Ford... Yeah, forget Ford. I'm getting rid of Ford. He's gone? I'm worried you're going to ask him where he's from again. No, I'm not going to ask him. (laughs) Ford, please, buddy. I mean... He he, can hear you, though. I know he can hear me. Ford, wear a condom. Tell your friends to wear condoms. Here's here's another... Listen, let's flip it around. Women, don't have sex with guys that aren't wearing condoms. Women, if your boyfriend is cheating on you, dump him because he's endangering your life. He's putting you in harm's way. God forbid uh, he should have your concerns in mind. Get rid of the guy. I found it kind of ironic that uh, this was the first girl that Ford had ever been with, and yet Ford is still with her, yet he'd been By now with eight or nine girls no, just, and just, still with the first girl he'd ever see, been with. The thing that's so freaky to me is, 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 is like maybe Ford is a lost cause. That's fine. 
But whoever's going to bone Ford should, like, not bone him or make him wear a condom. That's the point. That's well, what, well, no. well, exactly. Exactly that's the point. But here's the thing. There's a lot of people that are out there that are Ford's age in Maryland and wherever you are, wherever you are listening right now, what you need to realize is the sensation that you get and the pleasure you experience from having unsafe sex, whether you will or will not ever get some disease, doesn't matter. Talk to somebody if you ever get the chance that's got AIDS. Talk to them. Ask them how they feel. And then go ahead and be more stupid and keep acting the way you're acting. Because I'm telling you right now, I, I'm married seven years. I got two kids. I know what sex is like without a condom. And I know what sex is like with a condom. I wore them with my wife before we were married and before we wanted to have children. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Very well put. And uh, perhaps uh, we could fly Ford out here to be some sort of a target at the driving range for the warm-up. <laughs> uh, get Jason Priestley out of there and put Ford out there. No, in the I, I, say we have like a, I say we have like a, a, thir- a par three closest to the pin run a train on Ford kind of thing. <laughs> Miko. With a condom. Miko, 15. You're on Love Line <laughs> with Stephen Baldwin. Miko? Miko? Mike. Oh, it says M-I-K-O. <laughs> Oops. Oh, well. All right. How much pot are you smoking? Uh, just a little. <laughs> just a little. All right. Well, for Christ's sake, don't tell it, Stephen you've had sex without a condom. No. All right, I think good. it's a great thing when he's doing it. Anyway, Adam. Yeah! You have the best, per, like, personality and sense of humor I have ever... When you have sex with Adam, Uh-oh. wear a condom. Yes, please. And be gentle. <laughs> okay. Andrew, you are just, like, the smartest I have ever known. Thank you, Mike. Really know, but ever heard. And um, Stephen, I, I just saw uh, uh, Fled. Yeah. It was great. Thanks, homie. I got one question. Yeah. What's with this pimp and homie stuff? You say that so much. I just been listening tonight. I don't know. He's down with the language of the kids. Are you well, down you know what? With ebonics. No, I, it's not. It's not really anything. The homey thing, I don't. I don't. I don't that's you know, you know, a new word for you. You should be dog. Call everyone. All right, like, hold on a second, Stephen. Uh, don't don't kid... lower yourself to this level, Mike. Do you have a question? Yeah. Okay. All right. Ask the damn question. I don't want to argue over. Let's hear a dog. Here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I masturbate, right? All right. Yeah. I was getting that vibe. But um, I just noticed like the other day when I was like getting ready to and my my penis is like curved and it i never noticed it before till like yesterday right it's like falling in love all over again (laughs) there's so many subtle things about your penis you never notice until you uh, masturbate regularly it's it's a wonderful thing and by the way i don't get ready to masturbate i like to sneak up on myself i like to surprise myself sometimes at work sometimes in the shower no no i don't plan it out i very spontaneous uh like for instance, today's my birthday, so I may do yeah, something. Happy birthday too! I may do something extra special. Perhaps uh, get the uh, producer and uh, I got the producer and hand puppet uh, that I may use. It just creeps out from under the comforter. We have a little conversation, and then bam, it clamps right it's, onto the honker. Hey, hey, Mike! It's like falling in love. That wasn't that funny. No, it really wasn't. Anyway, hey, 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 you got to get Drew some of those Metrex bars and AM too. Hey, um, I, I, All right, you may have this unit in school. I, I wrote a, a poem about it's called Ode to Love Line. All right, well let's hear it. Well, I'm not going to recite it on air. All right, then I'm hanging up. And like, um, I'll fax it to you, okay? All right, please do, and then I'll throw it away. 
<laughs> Mike, listen, it's normal to have some curvature in the penis. Is it not true? That is true. Yeah, I always want to like switch sides or something to make it yes, better. Yes, go ahead. Or what? Uh, I wouldn't be too terribly concerned about it, but sure. See if you can incorporate your foot. Okay? Even if it's just turning the pages or holding the cigarette, see if you can work the foot into it. Okay. All right, Mike. Uh, young 15-year-old Mike. Listen, if you just noticed your penis was curved the other day after, uh, you know, two years straight of <laughs> masturbatory habits, I'm guessing it's not a real steep curve. That or, you know, he needs eyes examined. I think it's pimpy. <laughs> Ariel. Hi. Hey, you're 26. Yep. Um, right. First of all, I want to let you guys know that uh, people from Maryland actually do wear condoms. Oh, they yeah. Do. Thank you very much. Um, Adam, you're hysterical. You kill me. Thanks. Drew, you do wonderful service. Bless you. You're Thank empathic. You. It's great. Thank you. Stephen Baldwin, you're awesome. Keep it up. What's the question, Ariel? My question is, uh, I went to a convention, a science fiction convention, um, this weekend, and I hooked up with some people who I kind of knew, and it turns out they were into this uh, massive S&M scene, and I was, like, drinking, and they were, like, wandering onto this floor that apparently all the S&Mers, like, got. Uh, there, that was a whole Dungeons & Dragons thing. It wasn't S&M. Well, it was, but all the people who were into S&M got on the same floor of a hotel. Right. Oh, oh yeah, they have these S&M conventions. We're, actually, we had a band in here who was staying at a hotel where an S&M convention was going on. Right, remember right, that, Drew, right, right, right. a few months back? I don't remember who that was. Sure, what happened? But, um, basically, I got into some situations that... I really didn't like. Um, I wandered, we wandered into a room where there was a guy like in diapers and all tied up and tubes coming out of him from top and bottom. And Oh, my God. It was just really freaking me out. And I have, um, you know, some, some issues myself about it. Well, what did you do? Well, like, I freaked, but, like, the person who was taking care of him um, was like, I need to go get him dinner so you guys watch him. And, like, left. Like, mm. make sure he doesn't gag. Oh my God. So we were like sitting there with this guy's life in our hands. I'm like, we didn't gag on what? The tube, one of the tubes. Had a tube attached to like an oxygen thing. It's completely freaky. Over his face? Yeah. All right, so he was in bondage. He was massive. He was like on a gurney and stuff. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what people. The people, uh, people derive sexual pleasure out of anything yeah. these days. So, so what was being pumped into the mask that was over his face? Oxygen. All right. The point is, is he was wearing a hood. He couldn't breathe on his own, and his yeah. only breathing apparatus was probably this tube. And if the you know the maid came by and got the thing sucked up into the vacuum cleaner, uh, this guy would have been screwed, right, Ariel? Right. So you had? Uh, did you break wind into the tube just as a gag? <laughs> No. no, because if you're really into bondage and S and M, that's what you're looking for. You mentioned in passing that you had some issues with this stuff. What's the well, deal? Um, well, basically, um, I was molested when I was four, right? And my father. Um, this must have been horrifying for you then. Was yeah, he was really inappropriate with me sexually. No, but I mean, then seeing all this abuse must have made you just, uh, just absolutely yeah. withdraw. Yeah, basically, and when, um, and I was like drunk and stuff and then but you still it still must I, I bet you had anxiety attacks for a long time afterwards yeah too. well actually it just happened this weekend yeah and I'm completely freaked because then like they started the people I was with started getting really weird and started pulling um like sharp things out and wanted um me to scratch their backs up with them oh my god and All I right, was so. just like at this point I was just like fine whatever and I was really really angry mm -hmm. 
and I just did it. And oh my! And they're like trying to tell me that I'm I was kinky like a lot of time before that, trying to convince me. All right, but Aaron, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think you stumbled onto something that you enjoyed, and that's why it frightens you? No. no. Well, I'm. I guess I'm, I'm just. A, I'm I, just asking. Are you I, afraid that you sort of enjoyed it? I'm afraid that. Um, I'm afraid what it is is it's kind of uh, how to say this, letting out the wounded part of me. Right. Kind of, I guess, acting out. All right, right. right. Uh, we're running right. late for break, so right. here's here's what happened. You you had some horrible atrocities committed to you. You put them underground. Then you had a couple out. of cocktails and stumbled into a dungeon at the Ramada Inn. And it all came spooing out. Right, and that's Good. What, uh, I, no. Seize this opportunity. Shush, Drew. Mm. Please. Uh, use this opportunity. Uh, get some counseling. Right. Get some therapy and work uh, on it now. It's, it, it, it got exposed. I, I bet... Uh, God damn it. Excuse what? my French. But I bet, Ariel, you're, you're going to feel like you're just kind of barely holding things together. Is that true right now? I mean, yeah. I yeah. mean, I've been just, um, having trouble like, sleeping. And right. Just expect a lot of anxiety and a lot of panic because these feelings can be very overwhelming. I agree with Adam. Get some help, but don't be surprised by how you feel. Okay. That's I already it. have help because I'm bipolar. So I was just then kidding. get in, get in there more regularly and then make sure your medication levels are adjusted. Right, Is it all right if I touch the buttons now? Yes. Yeah, Film Vault. This week, uh, we just wrapped uh, the most recent episode. Good one. And we realized that because we just ran down the list of movies that we went into detail. Pretty much solid movies all across the board. So many solid picks, including movies that are streaming right now, movies that are in theaters, as well as our top five. Well, I would call them physically handicapped. Maybe that's not PC. Physically challenged characters. We're not always PC on the show, so don't that's worry true. about that. Learn about the top five physically challenged characters in cinema this week on the Film Vault. Film Vault. Over at Podcast One. That's Owen. Drew, and that's uh, the young, rambunctious Stephen Baldwin. Hey! Doing his um, hey, impression of Mel the Taylor, which um, he will star as in the next movie uh, he's Just doing. Just quickly where my career is headed. Mel the Taylor measures your inseam. Uh, it's coming out uh, this summer. <laughs> you like that, Adam? <laughs> that was good. That was a good Jew uh, cough. Bro, it's like falling in love. All over it. That was so huge, bro. Oh, thank you, thank you. And well, why don't you get me into one of your movies? Could you do that? Do yeah, you have hi, that kind I'm of calling? Pull? Because I've been masturbating for several years now. I just noticed that my penis has a slight curve. Ah, yes, and it's like falling in love all over again, isn't it? I like this. Usually, our guests just sit there with that grouper look on their face and uh, look. Dude, uh, that was huge. Thank you. Thank you for recognizing my talent. By the way. And, and I know comedy. Oh, absolutely. Speaking of falling level over again, remember the big uh, diatribe you went on about, about swooping down on my wife like a hawk? Yes. Uh, she's telling everyone now that both of us know that uh, that you are in love with her. Oh, really? Yeah. She's uh, yeah. Drew's Is she wife. sexy? Yes, yeah. she is. And what, what is her age? She's 37. 47. Oh, uh, 37. Sorry. 37. You're uh, going to get smacked down. Uh, I know. Around, she, uh, she doesn't look a day over 14. 37's awesome. Yeah, I she's love, right. Actually, forty to fifties, I find to be very intriguing. Well, how old is your wife? She younger than you? Or she's older? my age. Oh, you're right. But my wife is timeless. Oh yes, timeless. I mean, she's listening. She's a, no, she's not. Oh, she's not. No. Where is she? She's in New York. Well, let me talk to you for just a second. I, I'm not going to bring your wife into this, but I'm, I'm curious about the bald ones. I know you answer this crap all, all day long, but I'm interested, and I bet a lot of our well, not listeners all day. are as well. Uh, you guys all grew up in uh, New York. Was is it Long Island? Long Island, and uh, is there four brothers and two sisters? Correct. 
And uh, I guess Stephen, I mean, uh, pardon me, Alec uh, broke out first, came out west, uh, got into the movies. Is that what happened? Got into the movies, yeah. And uh, then everyone just sort of followed. See, when you're doing a show like this, if you say breakout, you know, I, that can be misconstrued in many ways. So. Well, here's what's interesting to me about uh, the family. Uh, Alec is very uh, civic-minded. I mean, he's, he, he has a career in politics, I'm sure. Well, now technically he is only the head of the creative coalition. In New York. Yeah, I see the guy on C-SPAN debating, uh, you know, senators, yeah, and Republican on senators. And, you know, he does all that stuff. And he's amazingly articulate, intelligent, uh, high IQ guy. I mean, uh, it's not just that sort of pretty boy actor thing. Uh, this, know, I've seen this guy sit down and do an some debates. He's an assassin. He really is. And you know what's so great? You know what he told me the other day? Hmm. He said, you know what my favorite thing to do is? Because you know, he talks like this. Right. He says he loves to go on crossfire. Yeah. And when he knows he's going to go on crossfire, he loves running into Pat Buchanan. Like, yeah. Several weeks before he knows he's supposed to go on the show. Because then, like, he'll see him and he'll lean into him and go, Hey, Pat, how you doing? See yeah. you in a couple weeks. Do a little Clint Eastwood for he'll me. Go, he'll go, Pat, see you in a couple weeks. Be sure to eat lots of vitamins, Pat, because <laughs> I'm going to eat you for lunch. I, I Isn't that have, sick? I have, Isn't that cool? That's like on a Spielberg level, though. <laughs> I have That's seen like that him. Spielberg yeah, thing. What do you again. need Spielberg for? Your brother's Alec Baldwin. No, but I'm saying that that confidence, that pimpiness, that, 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 that chutzpah. Uh, I, I'm telling that, you, that, <laughs> there's nothing I hate more than a really good-looking guy who's married to a beautiful woman who makes a ton of money in the acting business, being as articulate and as intelligent and as... Uh, uh, he is as a macadocious... He is a macadocious pimp daddy. Pimp. Yes, I, I've seen him on this Crossfire show. He's and hardcore. I have seen him uh, completely dismantle these uh, right-wingers. And it's uh, absolutely amazing. And I'm wondering, uh, what do your uh, folks do? Are they, uh, are they teachers? Are they educators? My dad passed away a long time ago, but he was somebody that instilled that drive mm -hmm. to, to... I mean, my dad was somebody who was of a similar nature and mindset, only on a much more... Local? Well, smaller scale. Mm -hmm. He was a school teacher, and like he, he was the kind of teacher that... You know, he was like that Nick Nolte in Teachers kind of teacher. You know right. What I mean, he like he was the teacher that went out and like instilled that motivation in the students, and then right. they went on to create right. change. Right, right, right. He's that kind of a cat. And uh, but Alec and both William are extremely politically involved. Right. And uh, and you're maybe not on the political end, but you're involved with many no, other. It's, it's pretty funny because in like 15 years, I'll be the schmuck that runs for president, and they'll be in the wings, like going, "Yes, now it starts my fellow Americans," mm -hmm. you know. So, and I'll be going, "My fellow Americans." No, I, I, I absolutely, and I, I say this uh, without jest, uh, that Alec Baldwin will probably hold some political office, a senator, or uh, possibly uh, even a president in the next uh, 10 to 15 years. Uh, I would say that 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 certainly if Reagan could pull it off, uh, Alec Alec's a deep dude, and and he's a smart guy, and and he's and he's off on a new aspect of his personal life now with his new daughter, and things he's having fun, and he's going through a lot of changes. But let and, me ask you this, and, and you never know. I would be very surprised if he concretely decided to ever actually want to run to hold a political office. I would be very surprised. Is there are other ways he can serve that need without actually having to do that. Is, but, but you never know. But is, uh, and, I, and I know it sounds like a trite question, uh, is he happy? Absolutely. 
He is. Are you okay. sick in the head? Sometimes when guys are that intelligent, they become tortured. You, you know what I'm saying? He was tortured. He was. Not anymore. Okay. And uh, you get along with Kim uh, all right? Absolutely. Oh. One of my favorite ladies in the entire universe. What a life. What a life. Oh, okay. I, I, I'd really like to be like an honorary Baldwin. Uh, just adapted. The nappy-headed, uh, big-tooth Baldwin. The Baldwin they don't talk about. Well, uh, if you lay another... It's like falling in love all over again on me. Come up with a singer, Adam. You'll bring me into the family? uh, Did you see me laughing? Snot flew out all over this microphone. I will... um, Um, Then I may bestow you. I may knight you. Thank you. It would be an honor, and uh, I would uh, uphold the uh, Baldwin But uh, but unfortunately, that excludes you still from any family reunions. (laughs) What a surreal uh, reunion. Hey, uh, uh, listen, Kim, while you're in the kitchen, get the potato salad, would you? All right, darling. (laughs) Cameron. This is Cameron. Yes, you're 16. Uh, Yep. You're on with Steven. How's it going, Steven? Groovy is a 10-cent movie. Yeah, well, um... I had a question about uh, my friend. Uh, her name is Allison, and uh, we have been friends for years. As a matter of fact, since like the fifth grade, and we're sophomores now, and it's uh, it's great. I mean, we talk to her, I talk to her every day. We used to go to the same school. We haven't been to the same school for two years now, and um, I don't know. When I talk to her on the phone, she tells me about all the guys that go to her school that she would like to date and who she's interested in, things like that. And I just find myself just getting jealous and more jealous and more jealous. And I just, I don't know. Is it because you want to go out with her or just because? Definitely. Definitely because I want to go out with her. Have you told her that? I see at school, I compare to Have you told her this? No, I have not. Why don't you just just ask her out? Oh, Troof, it was that easy. Yeah, it's more like the the shot down, oh, but we've been friends for so long. (laughs) You're afraid (laughs) that she will reject you. Exactly. Okay. And, and, you know, here's what happens. In, in a way, it's you're living a lie. You meet somebody, you um, become acquainted with somebody because you're attracted to them, because you'd like to date them, but you never tell them. Right. They just think it's because you want to be friends. Is that the original reason you, you were a friend? dig a grave. Is that the original reason you became a friend with her? You were attracted to her? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. But very you... attractive. All right. Very... All right. So, Cameron. Yeah. You have two choices. All right. You could risk uh, asking her out, making an ass of yourself. Yeah. Or you could uh, you could uh, ha- run out the rest of your uh, natural life uh, asking why, living under uh, this uh, shadow that she's cast. The other way, I'm screwed, huh? No, go ask her out. I bet she wants to go out with you. All right, then. That's, that's some... uh, I All think right, I would man. be careful because Adam, as you point out many times, when... Uh, if both people are attracted in that relationship, I, I don't really think she's going to go out with him. Right. I just like him to go ask. Well, <laughs> but here's the interesting thing, Cameron. All right. And I, I, I swear to you, if I wish I could talk to myself when I was uh, your age. Here's what's going on. All right. You will get so much out of asking her out, whether she goes out with you or not. That's not the real point. The point is, is you become one of these people who it gets in the habit of asking for what they want. Mm-hmm. And that puts you on a whole different level in life. That's a good point. Do you understand? Yeah. Be so, careful. I mean, don't be afraid to uh, maintain the friendship. And sh- certainly uh, describe to her, make it clear to her how much you want to protect the friendship and that that is paramount to you. And that if, if she doesn't want to go out, the friendship still will remain. Uh, but... I think ultimately, if you're that involved and that preoccupied about her, you should ask her out. I agree with Adam. It is win-win. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, Alec Baldwin is here. Alec Ball. I mean, sorry. Uh, Stephen Baldwin is here. Oh, no, no, no. No, we'd rather have you than that uh, that dumb hunky Alec. Actually, Adam, I'm tired of playing the charade. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will be back. Drew, sell the, sell the hell out of the next call. And seriously, you, you, why don't you get your other brothers on this show, too? Not that you're not a delight. I'm just saying, uh, you know, uh, Billy or uh, Dan. Do you have, or, like, any, you know, like, political knowledge, foreign policy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a neo-Nazi. Are you a smart guy? He's a neo-Nazi. Are, are you a smart guy? Well, I consider myself... Uh, Do you know about politics in this country? Yes, I'm uh, quite adept. Then if you were to, like, designate some section of your show to people with sexual problems as a result of politics, then maybe you get one of those guys. Right? Yeah, but I, I, I don't want Alec to come in here and spend two hours talking about ne why bro. the, the never... Pope should be submerged in urine and we should all take a picture of it, or why cannabis should be the next uh, cash crop but of this country. That will, you'll never get Alec in here, no matter what the subject matter. All right, well, you'll do that. He's a psycho. That's fine. But Billy... Well, yeah, get Billy in here. Might snag him. All right. He lives in town, right? Oh, this damn chair. All right, Drew, we're going to commercial. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com. Find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time. Save money and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Hi, this is Jennifer Gray, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Uh, yes, it is the lovely Jennifer Gray, one of my many bitches. And uh, speaking of bitches, uh, Stephen Baldwin is here tonight. Tomorrow night, Tyra Banks and... And knock it off, Drew. And then uh, David Spade will be in here. So, again, uh, Tyra Banks Wednesday, David Spade on Thursday. Tomorrow night, Tyra Banks? Yes. Will be sitting where I am? If you stay there, she'll be sitting on you. No, she won't. Yes, she would do no, that. No, I wouldn't want her to do that. Well, I know, because the wife's listening. No, 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 no. I actually have respect for Tyra Banks. I think You do? Do you know fine, her? Fine, intelligent, sweet loving, caring, beautiful woman. That's all based on how she looks in a bathing suit. You've never spoken to her, have you? No, but I've seen interviews. and Oh, you have? Yeah. All right. I've well, seen uh, her, and, she's, and she like, did some fashion thing for the E! channel, and she was very charming and sweet during her interview. Oh, you could okay. see that she was a genuine person that had a lot of integrity. All right. Well, tomorrow night, we will uh, get to the bottom of that. I'm sure she'll be a delight. Uh, she is, uh, has requested to come on the show, which and is a rarity. And she's stunning. 
She is. I think she's devastatingly beautiful. I do, too. And I hope she dolls it up a little bit, because oftentimes when women come on the show, they figure, because it's radio, this is my excuse not to put on a little lip gloss well, and a well, thong bag. Would, but wouldn't you prefer that she just be herself? Depending on how good she looks. Like, if she were listening now, you'd prefer that she heard you say that and then respond to that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, thank you. You're right. She could be listening, and in which case I would like her to come in and just uh, some surgical scrubs uh, with her hair in a net. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you for underlining that. You're, you're awful. <laughs> you're horrible. All right, you want to talk you're to Kennedy? You're demented. Ah, Kennedy. Tyra. <clears throat> Run, Tyra. Kennedy. Okay, Adam. Hi, thank you, Kennedy. You're welcome, Adam. Who's Hello? this? This is uh, MTV's Kennedy. Hi, Kennedy. Hi, Stephen. How are you, honey? I still have my pig in overalls. Uh, see? Oh, I'll tell you would be a good show. Uh, Kennedy and Alec uh, going at it in some sort of political forum. That would be interesting. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, Paige just left all the communists, isn't he? All right. Let's, you, not, all right, let's not start a, uh, a Kennedy-Baldwin uh, feud going on here because someone, uh, someone's going to get assassinated. No, but I'm all for it. I think it's cute. All right. Kennedy. You wouldn't think it was cute. Kennedy. How long have you been in town for, Kennedy? Uh... Not too long. How long? Maybe a week. A week? Yeah. And you haven't called me. I, I, did, I, did you check your messages? I called you today. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't check. Still no excuse. <laughs> oh, thank you, Stephen. Uh, hi, Stephen, Kennedy. I met your brother, um, Billy. Yeah. At a uh, Creative Coalition dinner. Yes. That I snuck into. Yes. And I was like, oh, I met your brother at spring break. He was so nice. He won me a pig. Oof. And he was like, he looks at me and he goes, you know my brother? He's like, maybe you should stay away from him. <laughs> and I have no idea what he meant. <clears throat> well, he's basing that on all of the uh, uh, youthful experiences that he had with me, where he beat me and then I had to resort to guerrilla warfare tactics for retaliation. and Such as what? Give us something good you <clears throat> did to Billy. What did I do to Billy? Well, Billy, I, Billy was the nicest to me. Mm -hmm. So, uh, on a physical level. Right. You know, Alec would, like, you know... You know, hit me with a bat, and Danny would hit me with a golf club, and right. But Billy would just yell at me and like maybe just like choke me for a second. So, but did so you, that that was the nicest. Did, I'm looking for something good. Like, did you ever like well, whack off into their shampoo <clears throat> bottle or something like that? No. One time, I put a spinning top under Alex's armpit while showering, ripping every oh. single one of his armpit hairs out, and I had to sleep at Corey Kilgannon's house for a week. Oh, that's good. And then one time, I uh, swung a Titleist. One would driver at my brother Danny who stuck his hand out and said, you won't swing it. And like in one of those comedic moments, I went, oh, yeah, man. I was like seven. And I swung it as hard as I could and broke the back of his hand. Oh, great. It was, and it was funny because like when it's you heard like, like that on the back of his hand. And like he looked at me and I looked at him and he looked back at me and he went, Aah! you know, it was great. <laughs> it was so cool. It was like an epiphany for me. Like I could hurt someone. And uh, but Billy, I used to play like really psychological games with. Right. Like I go f you, and he'd go, "You're not supposed to curse." Mom says you're not supposed to curse, and I'd go, "Yeah, f you." And then I'd run behind my mother, and she'd go, "What the hell's going on?" And he'd go, "Mom, he used profanity. I used profanity last week, and you punished me for the weekend, so now he's punished for the weekend." And she'd go, "Well, what do you want him to do? He can't defend himself." You know what I mean? She'd, like, just back me no matter what. Right. And then I'd be behind her back flipping him the bird, and he'd be going, look, 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 he's doing it right now. And then my mother would go, shut up, shut up. He's Your mom is a lovely woman. It sounds like an episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, it's awesome. It is, it is. My mom rocks. But the best part would be, like, like 
as a result of his disputing, like, whether or not she was right or wrong about my behavior, he'd get punished. Isn't that great? Mom, Steven's looking Oprah, at me. Like yeah. a year ago, talking about her breast cancer, and she's a really strong, amazing person. Huh? She's incredible. Yeah. How is she doing? Very well. Oh, she is. She's on the board of the uh, Susan G. Komen Foundation in upstate New York, and she raises a lot of money, and they're opening a, a hospital under her in her name on Long Island uh, in the next couple months. Mm. And Jeez, uh, these Baldwins raise a lot of money. The Corollas, uh, we just take. You know, FEMA, uh, the Jerry's Kids dispenser at the 7-Eleven, whatever it is. We're not givers. We're receivers. You, you, you have the uh, initiative to even take. Yes. I'm, su- I'm surprised. That was the only uh, thing that was instilled in me by they, my they parents. They got you off the couch. Well, you mean that jar at 7-Elevens that says Adam's Kids isn't for yes, real? Yes, we don't. I, I, That's I, not for real? My dad will tell me to uh, go cause a distraction over by the uh, snow cone machine, and uh, <laughs> let me just pierce the bottom of this and drain it of its contents. Kennedy, where are you? I'm in uh, Redondo Beach. What are you doing, dude? Uh, the Motel California is happening right now as we speak. In What's that? Rancho Palos Verdes. What's that? It's it's the uh, beach house. It's MTV Summer Programming. Ah, and that's what you're doing. Yeah. And when are you going to come out? Uh, old Marineland. To the uh, studio here yeah, and be on the, the show. Marineland. Whenever you don't have a cast. Uh, I'm looking <laughs> at the calendar. Uh, when are you going back? September. Oh, man. We missed by a month. No, I'm kidding. Come on next week. I'll come on. And when should Kennedy come on? Kennedy will go boxing, too. And Carson from K-Rock is on MTV now, too. Oh, really? Yeah. I heard something about that. I am a bitch. Oh, really? Yeah. You have him, like, peeling grapes, uh, fanning you, and uh, giving you oral pleasure? No, no, no. Kennedy? Just the grapes. Yes. Are, Are you coming to the golf tournament? When's the golf tournament? June 23rd. They're, they're MTV's coming down. They're doing a whole beach thing uh, at one of the golf holes. Oh, I reckon I'll be there. Please come down. Okay. That would be... Are you still doing the pool tournament? No, it's now... This year, it's a golf tournament. Because of Tiger Woods? <laughs> why, why? Is he not wearing a condom? <laughs> because golf is so exciting now. No, it's it's more f- because we can sell more tickets, thus raising more money. That's a good thinking. Because you know how we like. Are you gonna have Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson? Uh, well, oddly enough, Michael Keaton's people called. He hasn't confirmed. But who are some of the people that are going to be there? Michael Keaton. Uh, uh, Cheryl told me today. Michael Keaton. God, where is my memory? Uh, you shot your wand with that Spielberg story about an I hour know, ago, Steve. No, you killed me with that. It's like. Oh, well, let's not relive that. No, it was huge. Hey, dude. I'm gonna like be Kennedy, crashing yeah. my car. I'm gonna put you on hold. Okay, Adam. You're going to talk to producer Ann. Okay. Uh, we're going to uh, uh, book you to come on next week, and then you and I are going to go box uh, next week or yeah, this and week. Yeah, I'll wear even. makeup every time. Yeah, doll it up a little. All right, I'll call you. Uh, I'll call you tonight. Okay. Great. Have a good rest of your birthday. Thank well, you, bye, Kennedy. Bye bye. bye. Nice talk. I'll see you on the twenty third. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Ah, oh, she's a doll, that oh, Kennedy. No, you don't understand. Hmm. She is awesome. She's a little too much woman for a lot of men. No, I got to say, it's like a she, secure man. Let's put it this way. I say the same thing every time as, as these young kiddies try to seduce me every day. I say, you have to first F my mind right, in order to have any kind of a shot remotely at, right. at my body. Right. And what a mind. And I say, uh, Kennedy has. five bucks gets you a hand job. That is what my mind. What a mind. An amazing mind. Kennedy has. Sarah, 18. Hi, um, 
It's really too much mine for one person. Uh, no, between her and Alec, uh, they have half of North Dakota in their head. I'd love to like lock myself in a room over a weekend with Kennedy and have her teach me chess. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I know. I, or like, I know. Or, or like, I'd like to sit and like have her like explain like the different. Exactly. I was going to say explain Vivaldi to me, <laughs> not Mozart, not Beethoven. Maybe Bella Bartok. Or maybe like Vavolva. <laughs> All right. Adam! Sarah. All right, I had to go there. Sarah. Um, you're probably going to be gross, but I'm trying to find a way to compromise with my husband to let me um, like have anal sex with him with the strap on. Mm-hmm. And he said that he'd do it. Like He acts like he doesn't. He like is all gross, but then sometimes he acts all interested in it. And, and he said that he'd do it if I dyked out with my friend. And I mean, she's really good. If you what? Dyke out with my friend, Torlin. Oh, this is a healthy relationship. And no, but and I mean, <laughs> the, uh, it could be. She's They're really, on the uh, it's just because it's not your ball of wax, no, pal. No, she's really this is your husband. Yeah, she's really pretty. What, what? What is that? You want your wife to be with anybody else? No. Okay. But that's you and I. No. That's, that's your human opinion. Beings. No, it's human beings. But no, you're mind. wrong. I mean, I wouldn't mind. The Romans were doing it, buddy. Not married Romans. Bull. Married I wouldn't Romans. mind because... There's a sitcom title, by the way. <laughs> uh, married Romans. <laughs> I, did, I, I know uh, the uh, Bundys are going off the air, but the uh, Married Romans should replace them on Fox. That would be uh, this week... Married uh, with Romans. Sacrifice, uh, vomiting, and sodomy. <laughs> And uh, Uncle Pedophilia feels up a 12-year-old. <laughs> and the Roman king in the vomitorium. Hi, Claudius, you burnt the meatloaf. And then the laugh track. This is brilliant. All right, Sarah, uh, Stephen says it's good. Uh, I didn't say that. Well, here's Sarah, can I ask you a question? All right. First of all, who initiated what? Did your husband initiate the fact that he wanted you to be with a woman first, or did you initiate that you wanted to have anal sex with him first? Well, I initiated both. You, you but initiated both. What is your age? 18. You're 18. Yeah. Drew, mm. have at it, soldier. Yeah. How old were you? Well, how old were I, don't, you? I don't think that it'd be good because I've heard Drew say before that if you bring somebody else in the relationship... It just destabilizes things. Yeah. It really does. It creates a mess. And uh, how old were you when you first started having sex? Uh, 15. That was the first time ever? Yeah. Nothing before that? No. And how about your first relationship? How um, you? This is like my first relationship. Right. Everything else is just like, you know, do this here, do that there. How many, how many guys have you had sex with? Um, probably about seven or eight. And uh, what was your family of origin like? Um, divorced. Kind of a bad situation. What was the deal? Um, n- nothing. My parents just didn't get along, and my dad started having sex with a lady when um, she was pregnant with my sister, so she left him. And were you were you, were you around all nine. that? What? I was nine. How about before that? Before that, nothing really. Nothing it, that it, I can remember. It seemed pretty stable, or uh, yeah. Other than that, I'm just wondering why you need all this chaos in your relationship. Well, I don't know. I think it's cool. I think you would be neat because. All right, a uh, woman? No. Sarah, hold on a second. We're uh, dreadfully out of time. Oh. Unfortunately, uh, here's here's what we're gonna do. Here's what I will tell you, Sarah. Uh, we play the odds. On this show, we don't know you. We don't know your husband. We don't know uh, the lesbian uh, third wheel that wants to get into your bedroom. But we can say this: statistically, there's trouble. You have a fun time, and then the next day it's a little weird, and a week later it's a little weirder, and then uh, the wheels come off the relationship wagon. You may be able to pull it off. You may not. 
it's a risk you run. And when it's your girlfriend and you're in college, uh, then screw it. You do it. You have a good time. You live life. But when you're married, especially if there's kids involved, you can't risk that stuff. The marriage could end. Uh, the kids could be torn apart. And uh, before you know it, uh, you have a uh, generation and you've acted of out parentless the same kids. That your parents have done. So thank you. All of my most sensitive areas were inflamed. Really, Loveline will be right back to deal with inflamed. This is a new one. You haven't heard this one. I just love that bass line. Listen to that. That's sexy. Yeah, I like it too. I don't like the da-da. I don't like that part. No, we feel like this part. It should just be that. Uh, Mike, uh, can we eliminate the guitar from the goddamn cart? Uh, Steven, it's upsetting him. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's it. No, Let's no, just no. have the bass part on a loop, please. Yeah. Uh, could you get smoke on the water, please? Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy that? This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.